What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this this is the B Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith. I'm hanging out in the Diamond Studio, still solo, uh, as usual, because you know we can't we can't see each other, but we can see each other through the magical fairies at Zoom. That I'm your host, John Cena. Yeah, my co-host, who is playing John Cena today, Mr. Michael Bergara. I only have headbands for my head, not my biceps. You know, it's uh. Well, see now I need to send you the picture of me dressed like John Cena. Oh man, I don't want to edit this even more. Now you're gonna give me that shit now. Uh, Halloween 2016, I believe it was. I dressed like John Cena. It was actually a predictions loss. Um, I lost to my friend Gabriel. I can't remember which pay per view it was, but um, he forced me. My punishment was I had to fly to Portland dressed like John Cena. Man, uh, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of looks out of the side of people's eyes at the airport, and uh, then they showed up at the airport. I mean, they could people. If if I if I saw that in the airport, I would just assume there was a WWE show going on in Portland. But if there wasn't, I mean, yeah, I no, there, there wasn't. Um, and uh, once I got to Portland Airport, they were waiting outside with signs with a picture of me on it, like John Cena, like Cena sucks. And then Gabriel was like, let's go Cena. And they had the music playing out of their phones. It was, if I was Gabriel, if I was Gabriel, I would just try to harp on the crowd to just hate on John Cena as much as possible. Yeah. Just to make, he's like, come on guys. Very Cena uncomfortable. Sucks. Let's go. Yeah. Anyways. I mean, whatever. We're, as long as they react, it's a good thing. Uh, we're not here to talk about John Cena for the entire show. Actually, that's all the John Cena talk you're going to get for today. So if that's the only it's reason why you tuned in, then I'm sorry about that. But this is the B Show, and we're here to talk about AEW Dynamite and NXT from last night. Uh, was it the date? Like the 22nd? So, July 22nd. So, uh, there's a lot of news we got to or some news we got to get into. And I don't think a whole bunch of news. Uh, just a couple of random little things we got to talk about here and there. Wrestling's and, always happening, Corey. Well, just like us, rest, I don't know. Yes, you're right. Wrestling is well, always wrestling happening. Wrestling related things always happen yeah. in this new age. Uh, guys, don't forget to like, uh, subscribe, hit a review down below, like, share, subscribe at CWR45, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's all really cool. Follow, like, share, and subscribe. Okay. It's all right. Hey, you know what? It's more than all right. It's more than all you're right. You're underselling it. You know, you're you're. No, that's the thing. People always want to. You always want to be that cool, stoic kind of guy who just doesn't want to, you know, toot their own horn too much. Just want to be like, hey, listen. That's why Orange Cassidy is. So I was gonna popular. say, are you the Orange Cassidy of City Wrestling Radio now, Michael? I mean, what? you are the AEW guy. Yeah. See, there you go. Whatever. Whatever. Man. Whatever. Man. Uh, I don't care, man. Anyways, at CWR four and five Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you see it right down there below. I believe over there. Poop. Nope. <laughs> Nope. Nope. It's down there yeah. below. It's yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, it's down there. In uh, hell. In hell. Okay, let's talk some news, shall we? Yes. Yeah, speaking uh, of hell. Uh well, I mean this is uh better than hell. A lot of people are back back into wrestling this week. A lot of returns. And I think that's probably the top story we have today. Right? Slammiversary happened. Well, Slammiversary, yeah. And you had a couple returns to AEW and WWE. Uh, to get those out of the way, Mustafa Ali returns to Monday Night Raw this last week uh, with his full name intact. Uh huh. And so what what did you think about that, Michael? I mean, like you got yourself a team consisting of Cedric Ale- uh, high flyers uh, such as Cedric Alexander, Ricochet, and Mustafa Ali. I mean, really, the only thing I think about is their group name, which I will now dub them the Ceiling because that's as far as they're gonna fucking get. 
Oh, well, this hopefully place. they're not like that one jobber last night on AEW who met Lance Storm. Or not Lance Storm, Lance Archer. I was going to say Lance Storm. That's that's quite... Well, I'm surprised I, he, they hate... He's, he's probably AEW bound after he's probably doing whatever he's got going on with Brian Alvarez. Uh, didn't he say he wants to go back to WWE eventually? I mean, yeah, he's one of those people who just got released and then like, hey, you'll probably come back. Yeah. And Lance Storm is just like, okay. Yeah. Man. <laughs> uh, but Impact Slammiversary, we had the return of the Good Brothers, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, uh, EC3, Heath Slater, Eric Young, Kurt Hawkins, all making their uh, either Impact return or debut on Impact. They... I want to say both of them. I mean, definitely, yeah, definitely Gallows. He was a member of Aces and Eights in during that time of yeah. T, uh, TNA that I watched a whole lot of. For some reason, I didn't like. I didn't particularly enjoy it, but it was it was something else. So like, and it was wrestling, and that was that entire period, that Aces and Eights period. But I digress. Yeah, uh, Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson, making their slam of their their impact debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they've also made it very clear that they can also do uh, Japan dates when they can, considering the state of the world right now. Um, but so they, can we see a return really, to uh, can we see a return yeah. of the Good Brothers to bu- 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 Bullet Club? That seems to be the direction that like that seems to be the logical direction if they're really trying to build up Bullet Club. As much as they can, even though yeah. they're pretty crippled, you know, crippled by COVID. Yeah. In that sort of sense. But, I mean, that wasn't really the, the main takeaway from that whole Gallows and Anderson thing was what they did the night prior to that pay-per-view, which was their, which was that podcast they did, which they totally. Talk like, and it, Shop. It, it, is, it it called, was, is it Talk and Shop? Is that the one you're referring to? It was Talk and Shop with Ryan Satin and Rocky Asuka Romero, friend okay. of the show. Um, where they like, like Carl Anderson, he made it, he made sure of himself to not make it a shoot video, but then just like all shoot, um, just like all those types of interviews, they eventually turn into a fucking shoot video. Yeah. And, um, they pretty much spilled the tea on that whole, their whole entire relationship with Paul Heyman. Um, Paul Heyman made it clear that, Hey, if I'm a liar, just bury me on social media and all that stuff. And, you know, bury, buried, they did like, it's uh, you know, spill again, spilling the tea, dirt, airing out dirty laundry, and like, leaving it cut out to dry. And what you're referring to is uh, the Good Brothers going on record, kind of saying that Paul Heyman was the one to get them fired or get them on this list that yeah. uh, was provided to Vince McMahon of people that were going to be let go, and that's what actually forced AJ Styles. To, uh, it is Twitch debut because Mixer, as we know it, it, within the past thirty minutes, has been effectively shut down. Now I have to now I have to find a way for a new home. And now what's what's bits? What, what, what's, uh, what's, what's a good, What's a good Christian gaming streaming site I need to go to? Anyways, uh, but that's what gave uh, led him to go to SmackDown Live or Friday Night SmackDown, whatever the fuck we're calling it nowadays. Um, so, and then it was this whole controversy, which led to him streaming, like you said, streaming on Twitch, uh, which, you know, he was trying to just, among many other things that he was willing to address, like calling out, out the gate, calling out said, Brian Alvarez, you know, calling they, him a douche he's and everything. A douche. And so he made it a point where he, um, AJ Styles more or less said that 
He knows Vince makes, makes the calls, but the fact that he was lied to by Paul Heyman about it and it's not it's even what very, happened okay it, it, it's, it's a very selective way of for him to compartmentalize those events you know like it's yeah. just he's trying to blame everybody but everybody but vince like if he just listen i would have i would have given aj a lot more respect if he straight up just said i know vince made the call okay, i gotta stop doing the aj impersonation but no keep going like, it, no he knows if he straight up just said he knows vince made the call and it was ultimately his decision then i would have met him with that but the fact that he's just he's just like going out of his way to just bury paul Heyman, which you know he has he has the right to as well like he's not paul is not entirely at fault here yeah but like he's got a yeah it just came off as like super selective yeah um and also you know making his debut to impact was he slater which he showed up on uh, Monday Night Raw a couple weeks ago. So, I mean, good for him to be on two different shows in, what, a couple weeks? Two different brands? Two different yeah, companies? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't exactly booked the, the best way in that Slammiversary show. Like, he was, like, wasn't he, like, kicked out by Scott Demore saying, hey, we're in a COVID situation. I don't know why he sounds like Mauro Ranallo, but um, it was COVID. Get out of here, he Slater. Yeah. Rah! Oh, I think there's, yeah. Uh, he Slater, I mean, he showed up to Impact... And uh, well, he, I think he's going to be teaming with Rhino, right? Because Rhino, Rhino was teasing, oh, I have a partner coming and he has kids. Yeah. So some. I mean, they got history. Uh, like, East, those were two guys that like kind of overachieved in their time in SmackDown. They were the, remember, fir- the first. I remember liking their vignettes. The first uh, SmackDown tag team champions, right? They released this new rendition of them. I completely forgot. And they won I'm that sure, tournament, right? Sure. Why not? Yeah. yeah uh, they were pretty over. And I think they lost to the Usos, who freshly turned heel and, you know, did that stuff. Yeah, I definitely remember that time. Let's see. EC3, which, I mean, where else is he going to go? It's EC3. It's Impact. They're just, they're family. Like, I haven't seen much of Dixie Carter just been doing. All he he does is just stare now. He has a goatee. I think he's Dexter. I think he's Dexter Loomis, but done right. There is no, there is no right way to do Dexter Loomis, Corey. Uh, and Eric Young, also uh, making his return. He was the he was the fifth man in that title match. So and uh, he lost, but you know, he, Eddie Edwards. He, came, he went also... out swinging. And Rich Swan, who was there. Yes. Yeah, TNA Slammiversary Impact Wrestling. Eddie Edwards, your new Impact uh, champion. Your uh, he's a two-time champion. Then uh, he won it first by beating Bobby Lashley, and another reminder that holy shit. A lot of people from Impact are now in WWE and, vi- and you know, somehow vice versa. Well, you know, I think from every company, you have a lot of people from uh, Ring of Honor as well. Revolving door. Wrestling is a revolving door now, which, you know, you kind of you kind of like you kind of like it when you see that. Yeah. Kind of like to see that there's work. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Impact, a lot of new people, a lot of new faces there. Actually, a lot of people talking up Impact shit, saying that this past weekend Slammiversary was a lot better than Extreme Rules. I didn't get a chance to watch the full Slammiversary show, but I did watch the entire Extreme Rules. A uh, bit of a bit of a reach there, Corey. It's a hot take right there. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I, only the hottest here. Uh, and uh, we'll get into the AEW ones later when we talk about AEW, I guess. Uh, also, next up in the news, the Jericho Cruise. The Cruise at Jericho, baby! Has been postponed, unfortunately. Aw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who, who could have seen that coming? I mean, he originally anticipated that 
happening what like april of next year uh i think it's october of 2021 now well no but then the original the original date. exactly yeah yeah he uh it's been postponed again now to october 21st through the 25th uh if you have tickets I, it's something like you can get refund comp or I imagine so get a new get the get registered for a room or something like that like he himself always always said that like he anticipated it getting delayed but he was just that that april date was just him being optimistic which hey you know not enough people are in this world yeah i mean you have to kind of it, just in case like well, why didn't you plan better if it did you know you never know yeah so uh the cruise of jericho is now postponed yet again and uh I mean, I, I mean, don't know. listen, like that, that first, that, that Jericho cruise, when they showed it like that weekend, when they aired the, that dynamite, I don't know if it was two, I think it was two dynamites yeah. like that looked like a good fucking time. And like, there was a lot of positive feedback to the atmosphere of it. So, okay. You know? I have a question now, and this is just completely n- not, I'm not willing to go, n- not, n- not, I'm not going to ask you to go to the cruise of Jericho unless you pay for it. Um, what I'm going to ask is how long after everything is over? You know, COVID, not over, but at least there's a there's a vaccine, vaccine. out there. Uh, you've taken your vaccine. How long is it going to take before you go to a wrestling show or you go return to normalcy? Yeah, like, I don't imagine. Like, yeah. Well, let's just say gonna, wrestling. I'm going to say I'm going to say three months when it should be six months. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be it's going to be really weird opening back up. A lot of people are going to want to get right back out, get right back into going to wrestling shows again. It can either go one way or the other, like yeah. like utter like an on and off switch, or yeah. Let's you know, like, would you go to Raw at Chase Center again? You know, if I think I had my fill in terms of WWE events, yeah. I think like unless it's something seen once you've seen them all, unless it's something like really randomly cool. I'll go to a Takeover. I'll, oh I'll yeah, do, no, I'll, do take, I'll do Takeover. Those are, those are must sees. Those but... are really fun. Those are just not within – those type of events are just not within my headspace, and, and, and it won't be anytime soon, to be honest. Well, because I think COVID-19 has – well, I don't think – another hot take. COVID-19 has affected a lot of our lives, uh, including – My hair. Well, I'm wearing this headband because oh. barbershops are closed well, and it's getting fucking crazy. Well, no, they open them. You can do it outside now, right? Like, that's so crazy to me, doing that shit outside. Like, all those hair particles just going. Like, what if that just, all of that just goes into, like, somebody's car window? And, like, yeah, that's totally safe. Yeah. I mean, unless it's, like, a contained tent. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't it's know. Like, what if that, yeah, that's because that's what we, that's what we need to spill our resources into in those barbershops. Just give them the tent when, instead of, you know, using them for do vaccinations or whatever. Yeah, amen, amen to that. I agree with you. No. Uh, but, no, somebody else that's affected is Rick. Curtis Flair, that's probably not his real his middle name. Richard Fleer. <laughs> Richard Fleer, also known to the wrestling community as one 16-time world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. Uh, his wife, Wendy Barlow, has tested positive for COVID-19 earlier this week, as reported by the New York Post. Uh, also, he was spotted driving around town without a mask on. With a Starbucks drive through Paying with cash. I mean, listen, he's... He took no precautions. He said, he, he said, I'm going to pay in cash, no no face mask, and my wife has COVID. Probably thought being in a car was all the, was all that you needed. No, listen, baby, there's a window right here, and you know, I just... I don't know. I, I'm working on my Ric Flair impersonation. Yeah, but, and so New York Post posted that story saying straight up, like, they, they according to the New York Post, 
post, they themselves said from a source that Ric Flair tested positive for COVID-19, which Rick like just adamantly denied immediately as soon as that was posted. Well, it, it is a lie. It is a lie. And here's why. Here's why it, it is a lie. Ric Flair did not test positive for coronavirus. Ric Flair. Richard Fleer probably did. How many of those guys do that, though? Hogan did that. Hogan did that tr- to try to get out of the... Um, it's a fucking health issue right here, dude. Like, if and you're, you're telling me to, you're trying to work COVID into a shoot, you're, or shoot you're COVID telling me into a work. You're telling me the person I didn't lie about my COVID status. I've been open about being negative for COVID. That was a few weeks ago. Probably should get tested. Nothing again. but positive thoughts going your way. But what I'm saying is that <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is that I believe if people are saying that he tested positive and he's denying it. And if he's lying, then that's probably the reasoning behind it. He's just, if he gets caught, well, you know, Ric Flair, my character, you asked if Ric Flair tested positive. That's He didn't, but I, Richard Fleer, did. He didn't say if Richard Fleer. So that's just my thought on it. Um, so. What a totally not dangerous, dumb thing to inflict upon like everyone around you. Uh, well, he has, uh, he has been on quoted saying that he has been living in the basement of his house. Uh, when his wife has been living upstairs, they've been completely separated since the... I mean, good on Rick for living on the basement when he could have easily just sent Wendy to the basement. He's like, Wendy, You would think, you would come think a person here. like Rick Flair would be doing that type of shit. Don't come hey. down here. No, well, there's a back door to the basement, so he can... Don't they live in like a 48,000 square foot home or something? Which, you know, yeah, fair so game. Good probably. for them. Good for, good, for, good for Rick, even though. But it's just... Oh, fuck him. A oh, I don't Starbucks. know. He said no. He he didn't wear a mask. He, that that just that tell honestly that just tells you what the type of person you are. Like, I mean, okay. Here's the thing. Him, I, and, him and Hikaru Shida. He, here's the thing. I've taken my I take my mask off while I'm driving, but when I go through a drive-through, I put it back on. It's airborne, bro. Well, COVID's it, airborne. COVID's airborne in the molecules of the uh, spores of spit and stuff like that. That's why. Yeah, but it travels. Yeah, but if you're not around somebody within six to thirty feet, then you're fine. It's, it's but, better be safe than sorry, man. Yeah, but I'm not. No, of course I understand. But when I'm around people, I always wear my mask. Mm. Um, and uh, he wasn't. So I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, you should always be wearing a mask twenty four seven the second you're outside. But try to wear a mask as much as you can when you're near people. Social distance. I can say with absolute confidence that you should be aware. You should be wearing a mask whenever you're outside. That's where I stand. Okay. Well, it's a very, I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for that. I, but, I will uh, probably get flack too, but you know what? Uh, as they say, uh, heat is still attention, right? I don't know. And look where that got us, Corey. Anyways, uh, let's move on to our next piece of news before we get into more trouble, uh, which isn't really news, but did you watch being the elite this week? Oh, Yes. Totally did. 30 minutes, which... It looks like that's the running they're, they're time we're going to have. In, they're, they're getting long in the tooth. I mean, I know they literally called one of those shows. This show was 29 minutes long, but uh, boy. I think that's the ongoing thing we're going to start seeing from the Bucks um, and being the elite is 30-minute uh, episodes of being the elite. And, you know, there is like four minutes at the end. Like, if you like this video, please click subscribe. Not four minutes. It's like a minute. I'm telling you where you think you're going. What happened? Uh, well, Even though I know, <laughs> I ran. Let's run. Let's got a little rundown here. Uh, when Nick Matt, oh fuck it, I'm not gonna go through a rundown. It was fun. It was good. The only thing it was I great. Could, 
The only thing they I could had say, of, yeah. The only thing I could say about it is that you know Kenny Omega, that whole spot, they further explored the heel turn, which I liked. Oh, yeah. I really liked it too. It's just, it's very much just. Uh, it's a supplemental. It's great supplemental material for things that you want to dive deeper into. Like, oh, the I want to see what like. It's not necessarily stuff they have enough time for in Dynamite, but they'll definitely have enough time for it on the thirty minutes of of uh, of being the elite. Yeah. That whole the whole dynamic between Adam Page and Hang. No, yeah, Adam Page and Kenny Omega continues to bring intrigue to me. Uh, that is still like the number one the number one program for me. Kenny yeah, Omega of all of, a, of all of AEW. Kenny Omega upset with Hangman Page for drinking with FTR in the bar the other night last week, and uh, yeah, you know, Kenny, which you know was further expanded upon in this week's Dynamite as well. You yeah, know, Ken, a little bit, but not too. Kenny much. Omega then uh, went to go to apologize to Marco Stunt. He Marco's like, you know, I uh, they told me never to meet your heroes, and yeah. And Kenny, then Kenny Omega leaves the room and just calls him a fucking pussy. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm really I'm really looking forward to Kenny when Kenny Omega completely turns. You know, I hope they don't subvert my expectations in this regard. I, I think, think we're getting that full turn. The, the Bucks, the whole elite yeah. is turning. Oh no, I I legit just think it's going to be Kenny for now. No. I think it's going to be a drip serve. I think it's just going to be a slow drip. It's going to be like the Kenny NWO. Be the, who knows? Like he could totally just. And then him going for Moxley at the title. It's wrestling is great. Wrestling is at well, its best when it writes itself. No, no. Wrestling is at its best when it writes itself. And I just hope like Khan and company just is willing to capitalize on this because they, you know, what it's, it's, it's always nice to know where they're going. Well, because the start of the show is when they, the bucks got into town and, you know, Nick was like, Hey, do you have a, sh- a shirt, Matt? I forgot to pack all my shirts. Uh, that's when Matt busted out with a Young Bucks Bullet Club shirt. And they start reminiscing on the past, talking about Evil being the new leader. Isn't Evil running Bullet Club now? That's crazy, man. That's, that's, that's crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, but that, I don't know. That just, to me, signaled that, okay, we might see a Bucks heel turn with Kenny Omega. The cleaner, the old Bucks, you know. I chalked that, that up as to uh, Bucks and uh, Car- Gallows and Anderson just – just shooting the shit, just kind of fucking with each other in a throwaway BTE set. I, I wouldn't think yeah. too much. I, I wouldn't think too much about that. It was just more or less to establish that Gallows and Anderson and Bucks are cool, but distinctively yeah. just the Bucks. Because oh, yeah. I can definitely see, I can definitely see someone like a Cody or a Kenny or a Tony Khan just being completely fucking still, still having heat with those with those guys. Because I mean, who else? I mean, just by just by process of elimination at that point with Gallows they, and Anderson. They, yeah, Gallows and Anderson, they in talking shop, they like they said that they're cool with the Bucks, but they still have a good amount of heat with a um some people in AEW huh. because no, because of the fact that they I mean, if you listen to Talking Shop, they super laid out their like they were originally gonna be the guys who would lay out the elites in the first episode of Dynamite. It was gonna be about though like the last that's how that's how far into the plans that they were willing to go with. But Gallows what weren't Gallows and Anderson were, already a part of WWE at that point? You, well because they will remember, remember they signed. They signed at that point like during that turning point. Like there could have been that was like, like twenty eighteen, right? Dude, what, they what? started in twenty nineteen, dude. Fall Dynamite started to fall two thousand and nineteen. Remember when we talked about when Yeah, Gallows yeah, when they when they made the stuff? announcement when they made the oh, okay, okay, up from WWE. Their contract was up from WWE. But then they okay. signed to come like 
around that time period because their 90 days would have been up by the time Dynamite started. Sorry, I thought you meant from New Japan and and not and no, avoiding no, no, WWE no, no, no. altogether. When yeah, no. So when that happened, they um I mean, Carl Anderson, he himself was like like he himself said, like Matt, uh, Matt Jackson said, they are going to get fucked over there. What are they go? What are the fuck? What the fuck are they doing? And, yeah. you know, lo and behold, like Nick, Matt Jackson making the easiest prediction of all time, you know, all that shit came true. And Gallows and Anderson's, they, Carl Anderson, he himself has since said, like, sign out signing with AEW was just, was the biggest regret that they've ever had. And, and think about the fucking balls that Triple H said when they, Talk, when they were talking to Carl Anderson, when he was talking to Carl Anderson, saying AEW is not a sure thing, but WWE will be a sure they thing. Will be and, sure oh, thing. and lo and behold, they fucking fire them during this whole during in the middle of a pandemic. It's just that's that's the kind of that's that's what you're dealing with. Well, that's right a sure thing. That's what you're dealing with, Kyrie Sane. Though, well, Kyrie Sane has a contract still, right? No, she's. Just, I mean, she's ostensibly as of Monday. That was kind well, of. Well, they said that was her last day, but they didn't say that was her contract was completely over. I don't know her contract situation, but, but everybody, all signs pointing to saying that you they filmed. Well, they saying. filmed Mon- uh, Monday Night Raw for next week already. Yeah. So and everybody's just assuming, betting dollars to donuts that 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 is kind of Shana like a, the will last take, hurrah. Shayna yeah. will take her out in like a match against. I don't know. Kyrie versus Oscar. Shayna takes them both out. But yeah, uh, being the elite, that was that that segment was just more or less kind of just amending the bridges, I guess, with the relationship with them with the Bucks, and I think specifically to the Bucks, which you know, yeah, more power to them. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's just the only problem I have with the show is that they don't that it's too long. No, they don't explore any of the uh, the story outlines or the story. Uh, on um, on the show on Dynamite, they go, oh well, Kenny Omega, he he's called. I think it's mo- I think it's mostly just it's they want to treat being the elite as sort of the not necessarily yeah more like the deleted scenes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the, the just the supplemental material. It's not mandatory, but it's 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 there if you want. It's like kind of like AEW Dark, but instead of matches, it's storylines. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but I, but I definitely enjoy what they're doing. One of my favorite segments of being the elite this week was their 50 seconds. Oh no, over 50 seconds for the uh, plus 50 the, crowd, the, which plus 50 seconds for the plus 50. Yeah. Where they're trying to figure out ways to appeal to that. They're just gardening. That, it's that just Matt sweet, Jackson. Sweet audience because it's, that is the one audience that's just alludes to them day in and day out. It's is it bad that I found it interesting? I was like, what are they planting? What are they doing? I mean, I've never seen hmm. that type of device before where you just straight up have like water filters where it just kind of spills on. I know. I was like, that's really cool. I was kind of into it. Uh, what else is he I, and I also, the Dark Order segments were really good. Those are, those are always those. What, uh, what, feel, what, what's and the they also thing? know that those are beginning to be the, becoming the highlight because Brandon Cutler comes up to the best friends and like Dark Order is kind of just stealing your shine. Like, what do you got this week? And they continue to recur recur the that whole entire bit of that of best friends not not thinking up of ideas well they're gonna kill brandon cutler right oh yeah no they yeah that's they, what they they, said. let's they, just they, kill they, him oh finally uh but no the dark order saying what's the tag team's name what, 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 i keep wanting to call alex him. reynolds and john silver i keep wanting to call him Silver's alex. the bald one alex reynolds is the guy with the long hair and uh, they're great. They're uh, trying to recruit Nyla Rose, and uh, you know she's yeah, they're like, "You're a beast. I'm a beast. Check this out. Look at we're both beast. You want to join Dark Order?" So, and she, and she I've got to say, bro, like, and it is bar none of the best use of Brody Lee 
<laughs> like so far in his entire AEW run. Yeah. Um, the and I think it's and I think it's mostly because Brody Lee is real is really good at swearing. Like the way his delivery, his intensity is something that can only be just that can only be delivered through. He says the, the F his, word very through well. his cadence. Yeah. He said, you know, he says the F word very well. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and the papers, just this entire shtick. Like he, he still retains, you know, the, 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 the villain, the heel side of his character, but still delivering the levity that being the elite, you know, comes to offer, which, yeah. you know, that's great. You know, you love it. You love to see when compromises like that work out. Yeah. And uh, and I think in our last piece of news, something that just kind of came up recently this morning, uh, in an interview released Thursday morning, AEW president and creative lead Tony Khan talked with Sports Illustrated on his decision to bring back the returning Sammy Guevara to AEW Dynamite, uh, ending his thir- ending his 30 day suspension. Yeah, we could just yeah, we'll probably just talk about this right now. He ended the show. He ended Dynamite. Um, well, more or less, uh, costing. Uh, Jurassic Express, the the, the, ta- the hey, tag team. Hey, look at that! We did it. What? We didn't call him Lucha Express. I always called him Jurassic Express. Now you got to you got to cut to all the video of both of us calling him. Lucha. I'm not doing any more editing, Corey. <laughs> no. Um. So yeah, he Tony Khan. Even though it was, a, even though they said it was a month long suspension, it was actually three weeks. Um, he says, and, a, and and they filmed, and the and that and that show was filmed last week. Yeah, so, so I it's mean, like, like two weeks technically. Uh, so yeah, Sammy Guevara, like, listen, I'm. Well, hold on. This is what Tony Khan went on to say. Oh, okay. yeah. He says, uh, I met what I said about reevaluating his status with the company based on his conduct. Sammy needed to make a lot of strides to keep his job and make amends uh, for stuff he shouldn't have said. Uh, none of us knew uh, he said those things, and it's stuff was years old, but that doesn't make it right. Um, so he's basically saying, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you could stay. Just do better next time. I mean, do better, Sammy. I don't necessarily have the right answer for, you know, stuff like this. I mean, I can definitively say what, <laughs> what that, what Sammy Guevara said. I shouldn't even be laughing about that. Where I can definitively say this, what Sammy Guevara said in regards to was wrong. That podcast was was vehemently wrong. Yeah. Which and I completely condemn that kind of language, and he should have known better. He is of sound in mind, and that you would think that he was. All, that, how old was his, he? Though? That, he was twenty one at his age. Like he should, he should have reached that level of maturity. Um, but uh, for 20, something like twenty one year olds are dumb, are pretty. Are pretty they're uh, dumb, but then you you would hope you would also unless, hope unless they're watching this show, then they're the smartest twenty one year olds I've, they've ever encountered. No, they no, <laughs> but uh, to to completely just yeah, I don't have a I don't have a complete like yeah you could you could promote what are you gonna do like promote his return? No, I mean like that would also like you there's no right answer to that sort of situation and yeah. you could only just hope and but you but then you would also just hope that sammy does legitimately indeed learn from i think the situation like he didn't get paid you know he wasn't getting money the money that they were going to use to pay for him to pay him was for the women's center of jacksonville like that all of that response is you know seems very sensible 
and you would just you would just hope the you would just hope better from Sammy from my this thing point moving forward. And you would you, that's all you could do. My thing is that um, I think a lot of us, a lot of social media blows things not blows things out of proportion, but in a sense where it's like Sammy is legitimately sorry for the things he said. Sasha Banks is legitimately doesn't really care about it anymore, and Tony Khan is like. What should I do? She never I, said that she she accepted his apology. By the way, the, well, I mean, she said, all she said is that they had an open discussion. So they had an open discussion. Now it's between them, and mm-hmm. obviously, you know, Sammy talked to Tony Khan and talked about what was said. You know, they had to have talked about it. He's not just going to be like, "Well, we had a open dialogue, Tony," and I'm not going to tell you. No, he's going to tell Tony e- Khan. And it's easier to buy everything that's what's laid out upon us. So if no in this situation, had Sammy Guevara not liked the tweet about oh everybody's so offended nowadays, like he he unliked the tweet, but that shit's there. Like you saw it, yeah. Someone's yeah, you it. saw it. It's there forever, yeah, and so it's burned that, into your eyes. That really did not help Sammy's case whatsoever. So I can definitely see people just being uneasy about it's still fresh on people's minds. I'm like yeah. you, you don't want to you don't want to forget about certain certain things, but like. Just by human nature, people will people do forget about you know these type of situations. And again, depending on the severities, that was the whole that was the kind of the whole caveat about his, his entire situation was that you know some people you know, like Joey Ryan and uh, other and other malcontents. There were levels. Whole, there were levels to each. There are complete offenses. levels to this. And for me, and for us to say that Sammy Guevara should just be completely wiped out from wrestling existence at the level of those people, I think would be a bit of a stretch, you know? No, I think think if he does something like this again, then it's kind of like, all right. Oh yeah. No, that's, 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 that's the obvious thing to really, you know, that's again, that just reiterates my point that you would just hope that Sammy would be better going forward. And people, it's the only direction that you got to go. I think a lot of people in this world deserve a second chance that, and a lot of people don't agree with me on that. You know, and I think Sammy, if he's legit sorry, if he legit sees what he did was wrong and talk to Sasha about it one on one and apologize to her, you know, what, what, you know, how long, you know, how long can we say, well, you learned your lesson, but you're still banned from this company and from wrestling in general. That's just going to make somebody bitter and make somebody, uh, you know, and, and like I said, bitter. So. I mean, when that whole when Serpentico, I legitimately thought Serpentico was just legit joining Inner Circle, and I thought, like, man, they're really suspending the fuck out of Sammy Guevara. But well, didn't they hint at it the week before about Serpentico and something with Serpentico and Jericho? Um, There was a tweet from Serpentico's girlfriend. Oh yeah, um, he said, "Oh, I didn't know I was dating Sammy Guevara all along," and I'm like, "Well, forced relationship with uh, with somebody of Sammy Guevara? That's not exactly the best type of thing you want to associate yourself with." Yeah, well, anyway. yeah. I mean, it was a joke. Yeah, it was a it joke. Was just... It was a joke. It was a joke. Think... I mean, jokes can... Yeah, Whatever. but, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, I think that's all I got in the news today. Really? <laughs> yeah. You got anything uh, else? Um, Bobby Fulton's cancer is... Well, it was never cancer. It was cancer. That was the thing. There was that story about Bobby Fulton where he found out that he his cancer returned, but then there was a miscommunication with the doctor saying, oh, wait, no, I didn't mean this is cancer. I'm saying this was cancer. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I would have I would have liked to have known that. You know? uh, uh, doctor. Uh, yeah, which, no. you know, good news. You know, like Bobby F, Fulton. F you, no doctor, at that point. Hey, you know, people make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
I could. I I can't definitively think say that somebody has cancer or not. Well, you're not medically trained either. You can definitively say if there was a good wrestling match, though. Can't do I? Yeah, I mean, Corey, you do a good job. You think so? You don't rate your matches, but you do a pretty good job. Yeah, well, that's just that's just how the, the way things are now. Anyway, dynamite. Oh, review time. AEW review dynamite. time. Dun, yes. dun, 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 dun. Daily's place, Jacksonville, Florida, all that good shit. Um, filmed last week. Hmm? What? Filmed last week. What do you mean, dome last week? Filmed last week. It was filmed. Oh. Filmed. I don't know why I heard domed, but that's just the quality of these headphones I got going on. Yeah. yeah uh, straight off the bat, we got Cody already in ring because we're tired of his intro. That's why. They, yeah. I would, I would. I would imagine so. And then straight off the bat, you see Eddie Kingston, former Chikara World Champion, former Impact. Uh, no, wrestler, no, no. Yeah, yeah. He straight up just he comes out. With, oh, did I lose you, Corey? No, you're, you're still here. Oh, uh, okay. No, there was a bit of weirdness on my end for some reason. Anyway, yeah, Eddie Kingston, he comes out with a hot mic, and he's ready to just straight up. Oh, lay it in. Just lay it on Cody Rhodes. He that. says that. He calls him a I, – I, I, I can't Privileged. Even write this down. He, yeah, he just calls, he calls, says him, you, calls him out as privileged. You, you came from uh, pe- being raised around people like Arn Anderson, where I came. I was raised around alcoholics, junkies, and I had to fight, claw, and grind my way through. And I uh, didn't – and nobody else grinded as much as me. He, yeah. He, uh, he grinds a lot. And then he uh, – he, there was one point where he says that uh, – he had to buy. He had to buy boots because he recently sold the ones that he already had because he couldn't find any work. Which, like, what a total baby face! Yeah. <laughs> this time, it's this sort of situation. You're immediately just garnering sympathy for this guy, yet you just know he's going to be just. Well, I, I felt bad for the guy. Or, yeah, you would just even from the opening intro. Him. I mean, you know, even from the opening segment where he said yeah. where he came from. I wasn't at any point in this match like. Oh, F this dude. Go, Cody. Yeah, so off this promo, I immediately just thought Eddie Kingston just belongs in AEW. Like, yeah, I, I, am I, think, well, I think there that was the beginning of, of Eddie Kingston in AEW. Yeah, and then I'm surprised we didn't get like a level at this. Like, remember when Ricky Starks like wrestled Cody and like right, like right after Dynamite, you immediately got that whole. Ricky Starks is all elite. Like now. Oh my god, Ricky Starks. I I haven't been looking at Twitter or like wrestling news sites lately. I there hasn't been there hasn't been any indication that he has been signed or not. And and I'm not sure his contract situation with whatever stuff that he's got going on. I think Ricky I think Ricky Starks was a special situation and they were like, We're signing him on the spot right now. This is fucking great. Also Eddie Kingston from NWA as well. Yeah, so I think uh, well those NWA guys. Yeah, it really says a lot to where if these guys got to sell, they're their, shut down. If those, you know, yeah, not working, well, not functioning. What are you talking about? Work. What are you talking about? NWA, well, they're not shut. I'm shut shut down in the sense that they're not functioning. They're not like they're done. not doing shows. They're not doing. shows. They're not making money. Yeah. Um, well, so, yeah, I was gonna yeah. Getty uh, Kingston, he lobbies for a no DQ match. He well, he lobbied it to Tony Khan, but said that wink, it's wink. Cody's call. It's Cody's call, and Cody obliges. He gets it. And, um, yeah, we get a fucking match between Eddie Kingston and Cody for the TNT Championship. Yeah. Uh, Enzo Kobashi chops to Cody, even though Excalibur made it to the point that the black and yellow trunks 
that Eddie um, that Eddie Kingston's wearing is a nod to Toshiaki Kawada, which somebody who's been recently kind of watching nine hour a nine hour video of Kenta Kobashi's uh, Noah title reign. Yeah, that was quite a welcomed reference <laughs> for me. I didn't watch all nine hours of it. I just kind of picked and choose. Anyway. Tope Suicide to Kingston from Cody. Kingston sells the knee after landing weirdly on a concrete barrier that he himself set up, and that is pretty much the entire story of the match. Eddie Kingston's poor knee. It's like he got Sami Zayn. Oh, his poor knee. Or it's like he just has a freak injury in his big in the biggest match of his career at yeah. this point in his life. Uh, Saito suplex to Cody. Kingston is just brawling on Cody throughout. Cody attempts an Irish whip on Kingston, but he crumples down. But, in fact, he just plays possum to low blow Cody and follow up with a DDT as, a, as a Eddie Kingston just looks at it. He just points at his temple saying, ah, I'm smarter than him, Cody. <laughs> and, than then, and then the thumbtacks come out. I was not expecting that. Jesus Christ. The thumbtacks come out. They tease various spots. They tease a Cody teases a fucking vertebraker to Kingston at one point. Yeah. But... They they both eventually settle with a spot where Cody receives a power bomb and, and Karoshida is just not pleased with this spot whatsoever. No. She is she covers her mouth, which should have been covered at all times in the first place. And uh, you see also Sunny Kiss just being in all just being in awe at like what the fuck is going on here. Yeah. Um, just but then what right out of that power bomb, right out of that power bomb, Cody gets a second wind off the t- off those thumbtacks and. Uh, he gets he gets a he gets a bit of a comeback spot and then he gets a figure four and Kingston taps out immediately. Well, figure eight, it was figure eight. He hit the it bridge. Was not the fig, it was he, not the figure he, eight. They said he I hit mean, the if, bridge. If he hits the bridge on the figure four, it's a figure eight. Yeah, but doesn't he? But then figure eight is when you kind of just. Like, well, it was a very sloppy figure eight. Use your, use your body as your entire thing. Okay, figure anyway, six. Anyway, figure anyway. six. Kingston taps out. I I thought this was a fantastic match. Um, if I were to nitpick, I think Cody should have died. After, uh, oh, off of that, wow! Off of that powerbomb thumbtacks. Oh, um, but I think Cody should have sold that powerbomb spot a little bit better. But nonetheless, I thought this was a really fantastic match, and thought Eddie Kingston and, and just I came off of it thinking that Eddie Kingston fucking belongs in AEW, and I thought it was just so far mission accomplished from Cody because yeah. this wasn't this exactly what Cody wanted out of this run so far. He wanted to bring a spotlight to two talents that you would normally not see. Yeah. You know, any, like, I, in a, in a very conventional AEW sense, like even beyond AEW's conventions, you know, this was, this was sort of like, it, it also showed off Cody's versatility as a performer, um, kind of just showing how well of a, wrestler that he actually he truly is and what a champion should be which is like make yourself look good but then also showcase the roster within these matches a kento uh, kobashi like what i was going to say is um i'm really liking how aew is more of like the community center when it comes to wrestling it's with, like a rec set it's like a ymca pick ymca pickup game where like yeah somebody could just like join into the game and it's like oh you're you you play the the 2 p.m game on wednesdays well this is the thursday game you want to join us come on whereas wwe is a very strict everyone at works in the show it's its own league they yeah. have its own they have their own facebook group if, if you in wwe if you do not work for the company you are either going to be someone in the background like a security guard or a complete jobber so we're in aew they give you a chance to shine 
So yeah. Eddie Kingston is a chance to shine. They're shining a light on independent wrestling, whether these people continue to work with AEW or not. I mean, it shines a light, the fact of the plight of independent wrestling, when you really think about it. Yeah. You know, like since because we can't work, you know, yeah. like if anything, AEW should kind of just angle. You know who I think <laughs> should challenge next week? I mean, we already kind of know oh. who's uh, next week, but uh, yeah, uh, go ahead. Make your choice. Uh, make your or back. soon enough, Jacob Fatu. That would be that would be quite a get. He, I mean, depends on what you know his how contract much, status is and yeah. how willing. I mean, MLW contracted performers have performed at AEW shows. I mean, look at MJF. What about uh, Minoru Suzuki? That is quite. Then he's not. Yeah, he that would, he can't, that's can't. that's quite that's quite pie in the sky. But you know, Jushin Thunder we, Liger. We don't, we, we don't know the we don't know the up and ups on the contract. I mean, I would say Minoru Suzuki is a little bit more likely. Than Ric Jushin Flair. Oh yeah, no Ric Flair. Yeah, with a with a just just full on gear, not a no mask. But yeah. he, I mean, wrestlers don't wear masks anyway. So, yeah. but yeah, uh, great match and uh, good good match. I really enjoyed that's it. All I gotta say. We got a Moxley answered promo. He says, "What you see is what he's a he is a what you see is what you get kind of guy." He's not wrong. He's saying uh, it. What you see said, is uh, what you get. Said Brian Cage was very close to six more months of rehabs with the with the with the good painkillers and shit. Says Taz made the right call and tells Brian Cage that next time he won't let go. Which you know he refers to that armbar. They're really Just really hammering. They're really hammering. You know Moxley's you know armbar as this as this they're, bu- they're building up another finisher for him which is good you got to have a different you got to have a submission finisher you got to have a a you know a, a slam or a, some sort of aerial I mean, finisher they're just they're kind of putting an emphasis on his on his mma background because oh. you, can only, you can only do you can only do unsanctioned hardcore matches so many times yeah and by sheer coincidence mjf comes out uh, <laughs> I thought it was. I thought the 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 the, the sectioning, the the format, the order of formats was kind of was kind of suspect. Because when I saw as as you see, as soon as you see Moxley insert promo, you see MJF, and that's kind of where my mind was heading. Well, but I think they uh, meant MJF to do comes that on purpose. Yeah, of course. That's what. That's kind of what I was getting at, Corey. Psychology. Uh, yeah, MJF comes out as he faces Griff Garrison, which. Again, we will mention BTE again. Griff Garrison, he is a uh, he's boy. quite the he is the secret MVP. He's not the secret MVP of BTE, but he is a highlight where he's starting to shine. Much, yeah, you know they there's the shtick of everybody just saying who the fuck is Griff Garrison. Everyone thinks he's Jungle Which, Boy. Yeah, no. Well, MJF calls him Jungle Man. Um, yeah. he, he references MJF says that uh, Griff Garrison is like the Ivy League wrestler. But he says he could barely grad, but then he looks like a guy who could barely graduate finger paint class. Uh, Griff reminds MJF that he lost a tag at Fire to Fest. Um, MJF blindsides Griff with a mic strike. Um, this was this was in retaliation to MJF's um, like remind, constantly reminding you that he is undefeated, but in singles competition. So, well, he's also never been pinned or submitted in a tag team match, so he himself is technically undefeated. But he's yeah, been a part he's, of the team. He's undefeated. Exactly. Yeah, he's pretty much. He's pretty much Bianca Belair. Undefeated is a thought, not a. It's a state of he's mind. A, it's a mindset. I feel like that was the end of Bianca Belair when she said that. But it, I well, it really was. Yeah. Uh, he constantly asks Griff if he's undefeated. Uh, Griff says 
no, no. He said Griff says that he is undefeated, but shoves the mic at MJF's face. MJF hits the heat seeker on Griff for the pin and win. I thought this was a really great showing for MJF. Like it showed a different level of intense intensity that you kind of wanted out of him. Yeah. Like he's not just like a swarmy, sniveling, cowardly person. Like no, he he can honestly fuck people up. You know, um, and and again, like in a sort of Roddy Piper sense, and I know. And I know that's kind of what his idol was growing up. Uh, he's doing right by him. Yeah. By doing this. Uh, next segment, we got Britt Baker. Uh, she's with, well, first we get a, a Tony, we get like surgery pictures of Britt Baker ah. getting no surgery on her nose, which looked incredibly graphic. Like it was straight up just, you can see the tendons and uh, all that, all that good shit. What was um, it? Was it septoplasty? I think it was. Yeah, I think it, it's I think it, that's what it's it was. it's to fix your the septum between your nose when that's broken, and I yeah. believe it was broken when uh, she got punched in the face months back. It would yeah that that, that thing, getting punched in the face would warrant such a thing to occur with you with your nose. Yeah. I think it was that Sheeta match, right? My septum's broken. I mean, it was your septum is broken. Yeah. It, 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 God, what ha- what hasn't happened to you, Corey? Like you had diverticulitis. diverticulitis. Or I think a couple of your teeth I, fell out. Well, the I teeth think. falling out and the nose thing are all one situation. Okay, that well, was just all from falling. Anyways, nonetheless, well, you feel, you feel better now. Maybe I need to get septoplasty. Uh, now I know what to ask the doctor for is. Septum. So, um, yeah, uh, Tony Schiavone. She, first, she he interviews uh, Reba or Rebel as Tony wants. As Tony gets kind of confused, but then as but then Reba, I'm just going to call her Reba. She kind of. She wanted to make a clarification of what her actual name is, but before she actually says her name, Britt Baker interrupts her. She says, "Where are you, Reba Rebel?" and uh, all this other stuff. And she, Britt Baker, pretty much just compares her comeback at All Out to Michael Jordan going. I'm Michael back. Jordan. Yeah, and then <laughs> well, because they're trying to she because she says uh, uh, this is like Michael Jordan making his comeback. To the Wizards, and Tony Schiavone goes on to say, well, he had great comebacks before that. You didn't have to – the Wizards actually never made the playoffs. He's like, why the the hell would you say that, Tony? Uh, No, no, no. no. Britt Baker says (laughs) – Britt Baker just pretty much calls Tony an asshole for it, which I thought was a pretty good, like, line. Like, it was a good step – like, it was a good escalation of the the conversation. But, yeah. She goes, anyways, I'm Michael Jordan. Yeah, Britt Baker. She says she's returning at All Out, which seems to be the thing that we're all. That's that seems to be the next pay per view on the pipeline. Yep, 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 yep. Get ready for that fifty dollars, which or or thirty if you're smart. Uh, Taz and Brian Cage they come out. Taz puts over Moxley's arm bar, but it was on a surgically repaired bicep. Listen, no. uh, says Cage is the embodiment of the FTW title. Um, I gave up on that impression. Hey, <laughs> But Taz is weird because he like he does this thing where he goes back and forth where he's like he's in like he has an on and off switch in manager and no manager mode where he's like anyways Brian Cage is the best guy ever but hey that guy looks really good over there too but his it's, opponent Dobby Allen oh that guy's annoying hey listen Taz subscribes to the the tactic the pod, of, our podcast oh no 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 he subscribes to the tac- debate tactic where in order to get people on Subscribe. your side no it's people in order to get people on your side you got to concede a little bit you know 
gotta you gotta meet them halfway yeah. in the middle, yeah. but then show your and then show your argument just to you know mend those fences. And I think that's what Taz is doing. He's like, I'll give you credit, Moxley. You did you did a you did a quite a nub on Brian Cage, and so I did. He he tried to make sense of. It. He goes, me me and Cage uh, got into speaking words, and uh, cooler heads prevailed. He almost fired me though. Yeah. So hot it, dogs, it, New York, sort of. So Yankees. All, so so kind of you know. It's one of those things where both both sides kind of win in that regard. So yeah. that's kind of it's just one of those weird things that you normally just don't see in wrestling because one's getting fucked and one's getting even more fucked. Yeah. You usually see that. Anyway, uh, Darby Allen comes out to front, but Ricky Starks comes out and just fucking wallops Darby Allen from behind. Like he like Darby Allen pretty much like like what happened to him like was the same thing what happened to Enzo when he ran into those ropes. Yeah, like. Brian Alvarez, he went on to report that Ricky Starks legitimately gave Darby Allen a concussion during this angle. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, which fucking fuck, man. Which, hey, listen, accidents happen. This ain't ballet and all that bullshit, but sheesh. Uh, and then and then immediately after, Cage power bombs Darby on the outside ramp. And then they, they just do mounted strikes on him some more, which... Well, I wonder if they, they, don't, they don't... It was definitely not fun. They didn't follow a protocol to whatever it was, you know concussion yeah. protocol and then mox comes for the rescue he has a barbed wired bat and that you know ends that ends that segment yeah it was okay it was it needed it was what it needed to be. it was fun oh women's tag team tournament is happening this summer ah. 16, 16 women eight teams and people don't choose their partners the so deadly don't. draw which i really like this tournament the idea lethal of it. lottery rules yep. yeah i like that tournament lethal lottery i actually think I was trying to pitch to one of the local promoters here. They should have a show like that. Just a that's what that's that's what local promoters like like when people when paying customers just give they don't them, have a card. Tell, yeah, tells them tells them what to how to do their jobs. That's just well, I wasn't story. telling them how to do their job. <laughs> I, I was suggesting as a fan, as a paying customer, as a consumer, <laughs> I have a right. But yeah. Uh, but this, like you said, this will feature 16 women of the AEW women's roster featuring eight teams. Uh, not many details were provided, though. The video did show AEW's uh, women's roster of Brandy Rhodes, Allie, Penelope Ford, Anna Jay, Nyla Rose, and Big Swole. This is off your notes? Uh, no, I mean, this is just what it's online on Figure Four oh, okay. Wrestling. Right. Uh, the tournaments take place this summer. Um, no details on when the, or when the tournament would begin. So yeah, they pretty much said um, if this doesn't kill in the ratings, they'll just kill it next time. I think it's super smart because it takes time off of the main event picture. You don't have to keep doing. I mean, Mo- that's what Moxley we wanted, right? Like more to the story than just the titles. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they're. I think we're going to get an introduction of women's like, titles. I'll say this though, like when my immediate re- I'll I'll tell you my immediate reaction was how are they going to find how are they they struggle with a singles division. What makes you think a tag team tournament is going to make it better? But once I found out about lethal lottery rules and that's just, No, lethal lottery rules and just the chance to for for women to actually get a shine on certain, you know, it's, certain parts of the card. And we don't know who knows. What if I mean it's an eight it's eight teams, so like I would assume all the matches would be shown on Dynamite. And what if you get a team of Nyla Rose and Hikaru Shida? You know, that's pretty cool. You get to see them trying to team up together. Yeah. Trying to work and, together. It's it's I mean, Chris Dantlander's tweeting about being in that tournament as well, which you would you know, fingers crossed, considering what her t- return timetable might be. Um but yeah, let's you know, you would hope for the best. You uh, art of like 
cynically speaking, you could definitely make a case where like, oh, this is just a thing for this is just a tournament built around Brandy and Allie at this point, yeah. which, you know, you wouldn't be wrong. Like, I would I would see where you're coming from with this, but I'm willing to give it a chance. Yeah, no, I'm if that, ha- if that happens, I'm just like, but if the but teams hey, are listen, if the teams are random, then how would Brandy and Allie be put together? I mean, it'd be like, it's I mean, random. again, it's one of the, it's OK. Listen, Corey, it's random, but it's also but then, but then, in a sense, if you're gonna make if you're gonna make sense out of the situation, then you have to be like, well, Brandy's married to Cody. Why did she pull some strings to get this team together so they would win it? Well, then if you so, then, then the Nightmare then, Sisters no, also then, turn heel and join the Elite, which are gonna turn heel too, with Cody and Kenny in the box. But the story of the Nightmare Sisters Boom. is that they don't know. But the story of the Nightmare Sisters is that they don't like each other. Like well, yet they, they never see page. They never see you know page to page despite them winning. Yeah. Well, they're not. So looks like. It doesn't look like they're going to go the road of um, screwing over Dustin or Dustin and um, QT because QT's not there. So, yeah, I don't know. It seems like they completely changed Allie's storyline. Yeah, boom. <laughs> they completely changed Allie's storyline is what I said. So uh, I don't think she's ever going to be with Butcher and Blade again. So We'll see, man. Let her play her music, uh, Michael. Uh, yeah, let the musicians play their music. Jericho's with Alex Marvez. Uh, Jericho is wearing the same jacket that got juiced last week with all the orange stains all over it, which, I mean, it's fun. Comedic effect, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Jericho asks Santana if he still smells like orange juice and says yes as Jericho walks away all mad. Damn it! Uh, Hager, Hager is also mad at him, and like Santana, he just says, what am I supposed to say? No. Am I supposed to lie to the guy? No, come on. Yeah, yeah. he's a good, he's a good uh, number two guy, that's Santana. I mean... They're all pretty good. Well, except for Hager. I don't like him. Oh, yeah, that's true. He sucks. Uh, we see the Bucks uh, just walk, just in full gear, just walking throughout TIAA Stadium, and they run into the kitchen. Where uh, the oh, it's Fall Count Anywhere match. All right, let's go find where this. The, where the Butcher and Blade just so happen to be around and are they're, ready to fight. They're butchering. False Count Anywhere. Yeah, they're butchers, no, but then they're... They were not ready to fight. They had to stop butchering. They had to take their gloves off, and then they had to wash their hands, and then and they had to practice. fight. It was, because then, I was a butcher, and I was like, that's really fucking smart. And it's, but, I think, uh, what's his name, actually, is a butcher. Um, yeah, sure. The sure. Why not? Twisty. No, I believe it. I mean, Pepper Parks? Yeah. I believe he actually uh, is a butcher. Um, but anyways. Twisty? No, Pepper Parks is Blade. Anyways. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's really interesting to see, like, Butcher and Blade be, like, are, so are they considered employees? They're considered employees of the yeah. TIAA, TIAA stadium? Like, they work catering? No, like, it, it's actually, so that... uh, they um, license it out to a catering company, which they provide the people. No, I was I, gonna say if they work for a TIAA Stadium Kitchen, if they work like the the concessions, they work for Center Plate actually. That's the company. <laughs> I was gonna say that's the only. I guess that's one way to get it, to get like uh, health insurance in that company. Hey, hey you. Um, but yeah, they just they just happen to be just either that or they're just doing it for fun. Like, hey, we found you know TIAA is a really big place. They just happen to find find, find a kitchen. Or if they're gonna just ma- they're making dinner for themselves. They're like, here's a kitchen. Let's go. We got these steaks. Let's you know we're butchers. You're a blade. You're, well, you're but you're a butcher. Like, I do was. you know what cuts what cuts they were doing? It looked like some super lean, kind of cheap cut. Um, like to me, like I don't know whether it was the quality of my my um my stream or not, but it just looked like hamburger meat. <laughs> no, I mean it was like some really lean, like I would say like a sirloin tip or like some sort of. Ra- I mean, so there's a lot of random cuts in meat sometimes, which have like regional names. Like I've seen one time a baseball steak. I'm like, what the fuck's a baseball steak? Just some random cut of meat that kind of sucks to grill. You know, you could. <laughs> 
<sighs> Anyways. Man, I don't want to talk about food. I, I skipped a little breakfast. Well, you asked. I'm sorry. I know, I know, I know. Anyway, Nick gets powerbombed into the steel ta- onto the steel table for a two count, ruining per- the perfect, ruining perfectly said good meat. Well, hold on. He, for, first off, he jumps over that table. Nick Jackson, while there were still knives and blades on that table. Hey man, and he, sk- he slid on the table. It's like that dude could have easily stabbed himself. Well, he easily. Did, right? oh, I'm he just saying. Gold- saying. He didn't Goldberg himself. Was- safety first. Safety first. That's my Taz Butcher breakdown of the week. That sounded like John Oliver for a second. Anyway, Matt gets double suplexed onto another kitchen table. Uh, Buck- Bucks gets drilled to the post, but dodge a hand truck commandeered by Blade. Yeah. Butcher gets a sheet pan to the face. Uh, Nick gets driven face first onto the truck door with Nick's face on it. Um, Jared did a really good call. Like He'll think twice and when he goes looks into the mirror. Uh, oh, JR is fucking on. great on commentary lately, by the way. Right. He seems to be having the time of his life. I think, I think, he's, uh, I think they're letting him drink on the day. He's just, hey, guys, look at this over here. What's going on? Hey, we'll be back with AEW. Bye. You know. uh, Buck set up Butcher on a table and gets sent on, like to which me. the table doesn't break. Uh, this is from Japan. Uh, Blade gets super kicked to an escalator as we cut to commercial. Everyone gets to the arena. 2 on one on Butcher. Blade comes out with a chair. Butcher gets out the table. Blade goes for a flip. Uh, okay, so yeah, Blade goes for a flip to the outside. Oh, yeah. He was supposed to hit the table that was draped onto the barrier. Misses completely. His arm just collides with the side of the table. And you would just you would just pray it just wasn't dislocated on, on collision. Yeah. And this was a taped show. And I felt like they had no choice but to include it. But, like, Blade, was that was not his write-off. Like, that was – he continued on the match. I feel like you could have easily just cut that out. But – I guess they had, I guess they had time to fill. Yeah. Uh, Bucks double team Butcher putting over his toughness. Sharpshooter crossface combination on Butcher from the Bucks, but Blade stops it. They all go to the outside. Tables are both set up to both sides, all symmetrical like, which you know exactly what's coming after that. Uh, BTE trigger on Blade. Both Butcher and Blade are laid out on both tables. Uh, both Bucks climb up. Matt does an elbow drop. Nick does a 450. At the same time, they both pin the Butcher and the Blade. Knox counts to three for the both of them. And the Bucks win an absolutely fucking insane match to close out this hour, which, in my opinion, just seemed like it was on a higher quality of cocaine than usual. What'd you think, Corey? This match? Oh, uh, it was good. I uh, I watched in the background. Uh, it was it, it was. I mean, I don't take notes on... I don't take notes on someone else's show. Come on. Come on. This, was, a, this was an absolutely insane match. It was a hardcore match. It was just a hardcore falls, Bucks match. Yeah, Falls Count Anywhere. I just There's some things about Falls Count Anywhere matches where the, it just looks super fake to me sometimes. Like when they're pinning someone on a table and they're just like... I'm willing to suspend my disbelief in certain situations like that in Falls Count Anywhere. Yeah. Like it, it was... I swear, like just the amount of mileage that... Like AEW is willing to get with this TIA, the TIAA stadium, which I I plan not to say ever again, which, but I probably will. Just like Tony Khan, just like, hey, you guys, you party in my house, you get to do whatever the fuck you want. That's kind of what the vibe I get out of this entire dad's out dad match and stadium stamping. Dad's on his birthday uh, retreat, guys. We get the whole stadium to ourselves this week. All right. Woo! I got the six pack. Anyway, everyone take their pants off. So this match closed out the hour and I had to say like this, this, like this felt like 
30 minutes yeah honestly like this flew by i think it was one of the, i think honestly this is one of the best first hours dynamite like AEW has ever done in yeah. the history of dynamite it, yeah. this this was really really good at this point Alex Marvez, uh, he sees Jake the Snake and Lance Marcher mid-murder once again. He smashes one jobber, it's like straight to the ceiling. And so I was saying that, that ceiling got a laugh out of me. That ceiling, that, that the joke earlier. Yeah, hopefully. yeah. yeah. Uh, Lance Archer once again whispers. <sighs> he was gassed. He was gassed. <laughs> oh yeah, no, oh, he was. Oh god, what am I trying to say? Oh god, and uh, that. It was, yeah, it was like that true. episode of uh, The Office where Kevin runs around the whole group of people and he's like, hold on. And he has to like sit down to gain his uh, his win back and he throws up. Yeah, I was kind of hoping for that, but no. Oh, you wanted Lance Archer to throw up? Yes. He's got I mean, a puke. I mean, if they were making fun of Extreme Rules all night. Um, yeah. No, they could have easily. They, 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 AEW has done less low-hanging fruit in that regard. Like you, if had this been like six months ago and that that event of extreme rules happened yeah i would have definitely seen like a bte rib on that but i guess they're just more busy now diamante versus ivalese your one women's match of the night uh, insert the, promo oh, yeah. some would say the puerto rican gang fight because these women both are from puerto rico and then they both came out wearing like different repping different sets one girl wearing all red like the red bandana red hair red kick pads again like i said last week player one player two well yeah it, it was very it was like oh damn all right he's great and the other girl comes out wearing all black black like katana and jade yeah or melina uh insert promo from swole she just threatens Britt baker she says she'll return it all out as i well. didn't like that that it was because it was during the match it just cut to we got what big swole has to say this match I mean, doesn't like, matter honestly like but then honestly like it's Diamante versus Evil East as well. Like yeah, I didn't I mean, really have that. I didn't have that much of an investment from them in the first place. Like if they just wanted to, I care. I care more about Swole and Britt Baker than I do than these than these two women on paper. So for them to insert that, I just didn't think. It you was know, as an odd tag team for that tag tournament, I can honestly see Swole and Baker getting paired together. Yeah, no, it's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Uh, commentary puts over the history between Diamante and Ivalice's former partners. They brawl to the outside, get back in, exchange strikes and slaps. Wastelock powerbomb from Ivalice to a two count. Inside cradle to Ivalice from Diamante. Pin and win for Diamante. Hey. Inoffensive at best, insignificant at worst. You know, I can't complain, honestly, like other than it was a match. Yeah. And then a sight for sore eyes, an Adam Page singles match. He comes out. He's wearing his fucking his uh, his mask, his bandana mask. And then when he comes out, he rips out his bandana mask to reveal another mask. And I thought that was my man, Adam Page, just knowing doubling up, doubling up. He's oh, he's he's somebody. Wrap it twice. Just look, yeah. The one good guy in wrestling. Um, he faces number five of the Dark Order. Evil uh, Uno seems pretty good. I don't know. Uh, seems like a good guy again, on Twitter. Again, all bets are off at this point, really. <laughs> yeah. Forearm to five. Uh, I'm sure they're great. Uh, forearm to five. They trade strikes and chops. Fast flurry leading into a big boot from Page. Ball to the outside. Five meets a couple of barriers. Dark Order comes out to the stage. Sands, uh, Brody Lee, and Colt Cabana. We'll see them later. Uh, follow away slam and... <clears throat> Excuse me. Follow a slam and rolling elbow from Page. Golden Star power bomb. Wink, wink. Two from Page. Pin and win. Yeah. Uh, Post match. Uh, no, first of all, this match. Uh, I thought Adam Page. Um, 
I always was ambivalent to to say how great Anna Page actually is because whenever he's fantastic, it's usually on a single on a tag match, yeah. and those are paced differently than from what you get out of a singles match. But yeah. honestly, like the amount of charisma Adam Page just naturally exudes every time he just he gets on the ring, whether it be a, a you know whether it be a whether it be any match, big or small. He's great. I he's just, great. Yeah, he's fucking fantastic. But he he's going into he's in my eyes, he seems like somebody who is like at that college level of his life where he's fantastic. He knows what he's doing. He's going to do it great. But there's going to be a level of maturity to come with his character soon enough. I think right now he's going to work smarter. I think he not just work smarter, but I think he's going to eventually give up on this kind of like dumb drinking man's gimmick. He's I think uh, he's going to turn into like the everyman, like the like just the like slump. the hero. I think he's going to be the star one day of that show. I mean, like you would, I would, you would have easily made that assumption coming into fucking all out of last year. No, you know, no, like, he know, wasn't no, ready. No, 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 no. But that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, oh, he's not ready, but he will be. Yeah. You know. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that was just kind of like page one, chapter one of his story. Now he's got a title um, on him, and now you see what he's like as a champion. Now he's going to move up. He has the confidence boost. Yeah. Like it, they, ex- what they're doing with Adam Page, it's, especially once Kenny yeah. Omega turns heel and takes the title from Moxley, who's he going to face? None better than his former tag team partner, Hangman Page. And to reiterate, like, and to to really belabor that whole entire revolution match like you everyone thought it was going to be adam page to be the one that was turning heel when he did that dead eye stare when he was about to get ready for that dead eye lariat like no. that was and everybody and no. and and I, I again match of the year and i just want to say like i saw that match recently again like the entire arena knew adam page what they thought adam page was going to do the second he did those he clasped on those ropes and made that face yeah, yeah, yeah. God, but he I didn't. Miss crowds. Yeah. God, I miss crowds. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, and also the finish of the match, Golden Star. It was a Golden Star power bomb, which is Kotobushi's finishing move. Which, again, another just page, just ripping the page out of other people's um, Kenny Omega's significant others. Yeah. Post match, Brody Lee comes out with Colt Cabana and boom, tells boom. Page he's impressed, but is in danger because of a lack of friends because he has a lack of friends despite his rise to stardom uh, says dark order will always be there to protect him prompting prompting to- prompting tony to say uh-oh i thought was a nice add-in uh page appreciates the compliments but says he's not exactly ready to join a cult right now. yeah which you know understandable uh, he, he meant says, not join a cult as in cult cabana with the dark order uh, I'm sure that joke has been made already, Corey. No, it hasn't. I haven't heard it on a podcast yet. It was on a. It was. It's on his T-shirt, Corey. What? Join the cult, it's, Cabana. It says Cult Cabana. Oh yeah. Well. yeah. Lee says Cowboy made his bed and hopes he enjoys where he sleeps. Lee takes Cabana with him as Dark Order beats on Page. No Kenny or Elite in sight, but FTR appears with a cooler to smash Dark Order to smash the Dark Order's goon's face in. And rescue Page before Omega comes in late with his very nice Street Fighter shirt and gray Yeezys as FTR hands Page a cold beer as we end the segment. The Carolina Jarrett thing. Was, uh, yeah. Uh, JR says a cold beer and wrestling kind of go together for some people. And uh, with Tony replying, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I get it. I didn't get that until right now. 
the more stone, intrigue. The stone oh, I don't cold. think I don't think Tony said, "Oh hell yeah!" But the Stone Cold might. reference. I mean, it's Jr. saying. I don't know. Yeah, I mean Jr. He's the voice of Stone Cold. Besides, well, besides Stone Cold's voice, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we uh, yeah. What'd you think of this segment? Good, great, uh, good, not great. great, good, 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 good. I mean, it, it further leads to the elite turning heel and Hangman Page and FTR being the faces in that situation. I think FTR. I still think FTR is the heels, and they're they're just coercing. well right now. But they're there's, coercing, there's... they're coercing Adam Page into a false sense of security, and then it's going to be Adam Page who would be the one that would lead them to, would be the one to get that loss. Would be the one to get pinned. I would. I would imagine. Makes Kenny, sense. I mean, no. I would see Kenny, uh, Adam Page get eating that pin for the uh, like for the uh, losing the tag titles, That's and then Kenny... Kenny Omega would just go apeshit like fuck you, all this other stuff. All this stuff. Yeah. Again, none of this could happen, but wrestling is is again wrestling is best when it writes itself. Yeah. Just fantasy booking, something I've always tried to avoid, but can't help. Yeah, that we do in every show, though. Yeah. Let's Next week. Yeah. Oh no, I was saying let's move on. Next week, Paige and Omega. Oh, we just got a next week of the rundown of the show. Paige and Omega versus Grayson and Uno, which, man, probably be a really good Oh, I wanted to say that. Uh, What do you call it? Evil Uno. Jesus Christ, that dude has lost a ton of weight. Good for him. I mean, honestly, that's one thing everyone ripped on him. And it sucks. They were kind of body shaming him at one point. I mean, listen, there's body shaming, and then there's just like, you look at this, Matt. You look at it, and it's just like, oh. But everyone was saying like, oh, this guy's fat. Uh, But then, honestly, he's trimmed down tremendously. They changed his gear. Like He was was shirtless once. I think he will be again. I honestly do. He's lost a bunch of weight, dude. Just give him the Roman Reigns uh, vest. The vest. The actual he Roman Reigns, the actual yeah. Roman Reigns vest that he comes out yeah. wearing. Anyway, Paige Omega versus Grayson and Uno, Diamante versus Hikaru Shida, non-title match. Uh, Allen, Darby Allen versus and John Moxley versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks, Tornado Tag Rule. Oh, you blew out your microphone just doing that. No, I didn't. Um, well, I heard. Anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a really good match. Cody, and then Cody defends the TNT Championship. Yeah. Um, it's uh, There's heavy speculation that it's Warhorse because of Arn Anderson. Yeah, that's been uh, every single week, though. But it's probably going to be this week. Okay. <laughs> week. But who is uh, Warhorse? I mean, Warhorse is a dude. I don't know much about him. Yeah. I've seen his face paint. He's on Twitter. He has he's face great. paint. Uh, yeah. I'm right. just assuming that he's great because people say that he's great, which is a great way to follow wrestling. It's great. Yeah. Main event time, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Lucha Saurus. They mentioned Jungle Boy bringing Jericho to a draw five years ago. Well, what feels like five years ago. Uh, arm drags to Jericho, gets shook, and tags in Hager. So Jungle tags Lucha. Hager attempts various ways to lock that ankle on Lucha, gets it, and then they just work his leg throughout the match because, you know, Luchasaurus, he's a big man, so legs. Jungle Boy gets the hot tag, does hot tag thing. Jungle Boy spams the pin button, hoping either Jericho or Hager just loses their kickout timing, which is a sound strategy if you're playing a video game. Not so much wrestling a dynamite main event. Marco Stunt Hurt Conrana's Jericho setting up for a cradle for a two count. Jericho attempts a Frankenstein on Jungle Boy, but gets pushed off the top, and Jungle does a crossbody. Hager plays the heater and wears Jungle Boy down, and they, they wear down Jungle Boy for a very, very long time. Then Jericho whips out Floyd and is stopped by Aubrey Edwards, which gets really phys- way more physical than usual. You see Aubrey Edwards just pushing and shoving Jericho to take out that. She's not taking uh, it, man. Yeah, she 
she has no guff. She sees that bat, she'll fucking bang. Takes she no will guff. not bat an eye of getting you the fuck out. Um, yeah, to that kid. What? No, I said, yeah, to that kid. Yeah. Whatever. I just, I am just suddenly reminded of that blossoming, that potential blossoming romance between uh, Aubrey Edwards and Pentagon. Remember that? Yeah, I mean, Pentagon just came back, so. We'll see, man. Yeah. We'll see. They build heat on Jungle Boy for a very long time again. It gets a double DDT to both Jericho and Hager. Uh, crawls to Luchasaurus. Uh, hot tag. He kicks everyone. Missile drop kick to Jericho from Marco. As Brown Powerful distract Aubrey. Kick from Luchasaurus to count. End of the match. Luchasaurus gets hit in the back of the head with a bat by Serpentico. But that's not Serpentico. It was Sammy Guevara. It was NWO Serpentico. Yeah. Because Jericho Codebreakers, Lucha for the pin and win. Again, it's not Serpentico. It's Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Uh, oh, they beat. They continue to beat on Lucha Jurassic Express. I accident. I almost said Lucha Express. Um, OC and Best Friend come for the rescue. Show ends, and that was. And then they announced the five man, Orange Cassidy, Best Friends, and Jurassic Express versus all of the Inner Circle. Yeah. Which yeah, that's your that's, that's your dynamite. That it's called the, dynamite. the the anti-social distancing match. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Uh, Ten people in the say- ring at once. It was very uh, – as a show as a whole, it was very clear that the first hour was way better than the second hour. Yeah. Uh, but there was stuff to really like about the second hour. I loved I loved to see Adam Page again. I thought the main event was really good. Um, really, all I all I really just thought was that – was the women's match between Diamante and Ivelisse was yeah. just insignificant. It was a fun um, show. I mean – but other than that, I thought it was a I thought it was a really good show. But yeah, yeah the second hour was there was a clear there was a clear um, steep. I mean, there was there was a there was a bit of a dip in quality yeah. coming into it. It was it was way more apparent. Which to me, honestly, like could have been formatted better. Like you could have had you you probably could have ended the show with Bucks and uh, and uh, Butcher and Blade to main event a Dynamite. I think as quality wise would be a show but then you would think the would you think there's strategies to this uh they format these shows because jericho is the demo god he is the demo god you want to end it on that so the stuff to stuff to consider it does i think a show does look better when it goes progressively better throughout the show i don't know for sure i mean if if you're gonna have it either go like this or like this you want to have it steadily rise through the hour so my opinion Um, i could be wrong a lot yeah. Uh, that first hour is insane. I think Eddie Kingston was the star of the show. I think he should be signed. I think he, they're t- con. What the fuck are you doing? If it is, if he isn't, um, he could be their next Kevin Owens at this point. <laughs> oh, Eddie Kingston. Yeah, he's there uh, to me. I, he's pro- arguably a better Kevin Owens. I don't know. Well, I, I I think Eddie Kingston's Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is Eddie Kingston. You're right. Uh, he, Kevin Owens is. Eddie Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on to uh, NXT this week. Kicked it off. They are still in the full sale performance center, be- or not full sale performance center. The performance center. They are not at full sale uh, because you know. Wait, I thought they are at full sale. I can't remember. They're full sale. You're right. Yeah. Is, is, yeah. You're right. You're right. Performance. They center are is, what they always are. Performance center is for the main are. roster. Uh, kicked it off with the special announcement from William Regal. He uh, he says, I have a special announcement. What is it, Keith Lee? We're having a baby. What is it, Keith Lee? Tell them. I, I, I don't know what it is because they didn't tell me, and this is all through a Zoom recording. 
Uh, then it cut to Keith Lee doing a Zoom call for some reason, which was weird because he was on the end of the show. Yeah, who the fuck does Zoom calls? Well, it just in this situation where he was there in person, he could have they could have cut to him in the ring. I uh, mean, like this was probably an un like this wasn't really put into the plans of the show because what, did they make any reference of Keith Lee uh, relinquishing those titles within the body of the tape? They right? had a triple threat match leading to a, a ladder match. You know what I mean? We're like, we're editing this out. <laughs> you do you i'm an idiot i'm an idiot uh, but um but no it, it was um i don't know it was just it was kind of dumb. but anyways keith lee says he goes i am limitless but i don't want to limit anyone's potential here in nxt therefore i am relinquishing the nxt north american title a move that i suggested weeks ago even though it was great for keith lee to have two titles I again mean, Corey, with the telling people how to do their job thing yeah, i yeah. swear you know maybe maybe wb's to, you know, what did Corey say? Okay, good. Okay, great. Let's uh, listen to the P show. Yeah. Uh, they go to know. Exactly. Uh, like I said, so this is going to kick off a uh, cuts back to William Regal. What a terrific idea, Keith Lee. It sounds great. I'm like, what well, you. Anyways. Anyways, the continuity of it sucked, but uh, we are going to have uh, qualifying matches leading to a ladder match at NXT TakeOver 30. That's right. NXT TakeOver is... XXX. <laughs> HLA, right? NXT TakeOver, HLA. They're bringing everything else back, the Great American Bash. Why not? Yeah. HLA. Anyways, uh, like I said, triple threat matches. The winner of each match is going to go to a ladder match at the TakeOver uh, for, to crown a new North American champion. The first match announced was, um, what was <coughs> it? Uh, Bronson Reed, uh, Johnny Gargano, and Roderick Strong. So that's going to be later tonight. We kick it off with our first match. Killian Dane versus Dexter Loomis. Oh, my goodness. And this is going up against Eddie Kingston versus uh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, that was... Why? Why? I mean, they maybe they just were like, well, fuck it. We're going to lose that one anyways. Let them have that first one. Uh, the two lock up, and Dane begins to go to run the ropes. Loomis, he got a haircut, so he looks all nice and fresh and clean for this match. Uh, he, 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 I feel like he's always had that haircut. <laughs> like it's it, just it, always he, cut. I mean, it looked a lot shorter this week. Um, there was one, actually one pretty creative spot, though, when Loomis was thrown into the stairs, and he kind of leaps over it like a running leopard or a cheetah. Uh, which I thought was really cool. It was I've never seen that before. Uh, Loomis mounts a comeback, spinebuster to Dane. Dane dodges a senton, cannonball, super uh, to power bomb, the standing elbow to Loomis. Um, anyway, at the end of the match, uh, there was one part though where Loomis goes for the Uranagi triangle hold, uh, and Dane powers out. But then they just battle back into the hold, and he hits the Uranagi triangle after trying the whole spot again, and Dane. Um, passes out from the the sheer pain of this hold. I give this match a four out of ten. Uh, it wasn't good. It was slow, and it seemed uh, like they redid the had to redo I the mean, finish, but didn't what edit they were it going, out. Going up against, considering what they were going up against, like I, I don't know how you could start with a worse, sh- like with a worse match than this. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I can I I. What's the f- I can I will never understand Dexter Looms. I will never understand his appeal. Like I could just, I just don't like him as a performer. I would love if Loomis, like I said, he needs to be a leather daddy. Like he needs to be like, I am actually part of the kink community. I am promoting safety and um, between people using leather devices and teaching them how to use these things. Um, I like pain. 
Uh, but that's oh. a personal preference, and you might well, not. Maybe, well, let's hope they're actually listening, Corey. Well, they did take my notes. As, on we, the... as we claim. Uh, then we cut to Roderick Strong backstage with McKenzie. Strong says he's going to put the Undisputed Era back on the map uh, after they've had a bad couple of months and uh, entering his triple threat match later tonight. And he mentions Lee actually never gave him a rematch, so he should automatically win this match. And um, But anyways, in walks Gargano and Bronson Reed. Uh, they both explain why they should uh, win the match tonight. I did love when Gargano walks into the uh, backstage area, him and Roderick Strong's exchange, because they're both heels, so they have to have kind of like they don't hate each other, but they still dislike each other like opposing sports teams. So it's kind of like yeah. they literally hate, talk they like hate. They talk like children to each other. He goes, he's like, oh, what's up, dork? Uh, it was pretty funny. Pretty funny. Uh, I mean, it's funny as far as, you know, what Johnny Gargano was just doing nowadays. Yeah. I'm still, I mean, I'm still not super into his character. I <laughs> love I, I love his heel, like, dork character. It's He's still a great wrestler, and we'll, we're actually, we'll get there. Uh, next match of the night Ever Rise, my ever rising favorite tag team in NXT, um, coming out to face the Stripping Mounties, the team of Breezango, Tyler Breeze and Fandango. They come out dressed like the Mounties because, you know, Ever Rise, uh, Canadian, you know. Uh, I'm old. They have that little, you know, symbol. Yeah. Uh, Matt Martell, though, he does look like an older, thicker Matt Jackson. I will say that. Uh, Brizongo and Chase Parker start the match. They go back and forth exchanging strikes. It was pretty a nothing match at the end of the match. Uh, Breeze gets the pin on uh, Matt Martell. And uh, it's a nothing match. If you have a five out of ten, it, it did nothing uh, for me. The Mountie. That's really the that main was takeaway. The main takeaway of this match was the entrances. Because honestly, Everrise has got a really good theme song. It's like this ACDC generic whatever that's, that's guitar one way riff. to get into vince's heart yeah Just fucking play acdc hey i know how to get you guys pushed hold on yeah exactly uh then we cut back to uh Di- i was gonna say a bit of a breaking news uh-oh are the ratings in michael no uh jacob fatu has inked a new deal with major league wrestling um wow that was weird uh no and he, the this, this new deal has extended Fatu for four more years, and he'll be with MLW until late 2025. Well, good for Us, so man. MLW, like despite not operating, they are still signing people, which they got money. Well, I guess we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Good like, for yeah, good for where the hell is good for you, Us. Congratulations. How the hell is Court Bauer just keep finding these stacks of money throughout his his house? Just yeah. Well, last I heard, the the contract they gave him was pretty sweet. They let him be able to still go do independent promotions and kind of go around doing other shows too. So yeah. that was the last last contract. I don't know the details on this contract because, like you so, said, it's breaking. I'm reading, yeah, I'm reading off the Post Wrestling uh, website where they where they cite PW Insider. That 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 PWNs are added that the original MLW deals only prevented talents from working with WWE. With the emergence of all elite wrestling, contracts have been restructured to become more exclusive. Oh, okay. Fatu joins Alexander Hammerstone, Myron Reed, Selena De La Renta, and Richard Holiday, who've also had their deals restructured. So MLW and MLW MLW only. Yeah. Well, well maybe maybe he'll go, go to New Japan. He can go to New Japan too. I don't know. What does that mean for a what? 
he could, how he could, was the last time he did an APW? He show? could still do the last contract. I mean, th- what this contract sounds like to me, it sounds like he can do independent shows. He just can't do AEW or WWE. His TV yeah. appearances are going to be on MLW. But uh, the last time he did a show, I mean, last show I went to, I can't remember. Yeah. It's a while ago, man. Hey, man, get that bread. Get that bread, Francio. Next up, Dominic Dijakovic backstage with Mackenzie Dijak. He's going to face Cross tonight, and uh, I don't know. He's just like, I'm going to beat you. I will just fuck around, I guess. He's like, uh, last week you got me after a match, and this week you didn't, so I'll be fresh. I'm Dominic Dijakovic. I Vote for me. Uh, next up, the most anticipated match of the night, Shotzi Blackheart versus Aaliyah. Uh, Shotzi has a new catchphrase. She yells, welcome to the ball pit. Um, yeah, because, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Uh, the two, uh, the two women evade each other's kicks going back and forth. Leg drop between the legs to Aaliyah, cannonball to Aaliyah, uh, while, um, well, anyways, Aaliyah manages the bulldog on the outside to Shotzi. Robert Stone gets on the ring apron, uh, gets a pump kick for getting on the ring apron by Shotzi. Falling sent on to Aaliyah. Shotzi gets the pin and the win. What? I- My Epic Games launcher just decided to do this on me. Sorry. Oh, you're good. Um, I, this match, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. So five out of ten. Um, it was a nothing Shotzi match. Blackheart. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as a performer. Well, the way they're kind of packaging it, it's kind of like this. They, they build, I think on WWE, they build you up little by little. Like they build you up and then they knock you down. They build you I up. I mean, honestly, and knock it's you down. also a match with Aaliyah, which like, is, is also kind of a, you know, thing to be said. Yeah. Dude, I, again, I don't want to like, last last bit of breaking news, but did you watch. No, but I just I just retweeted it. Do you want to play this minute thirty two video of Pat McAfee and Adam Cole apparently going off on each other? Sure. Yeah. Oh shit! I'm just only watching this. Like I'm not even watching it with sound, but uh, it's a work, obviously. But did you, do you have the tweet? Can uh, you play it? No. I mean, are you gonna play the video on on the thing on the video? Nah, yeah, then never mind. But so <laughs> I don't want to just yeah. sit here and be like. And then fuck it. Okay. No, but then there's a there's a video going out there that Pat McAfee did a show with Adam Cole, and it just it it, it just looks like they're working, but it looks interesting. Yeah, At Michael Soft. If you want to see what he's talking about, uh, never he says uh, Adam Cole getting off the Pat McAfee after being after some back and forth resulting in McAfee jabbing at Cole's size. <laughs> yeah, that seems like yeah. a total work. Nonetheless, NXT last night, um, Shotzi, yeah, she, uh, I don't know, not completely sold on her on the main roster. I do support her. She's a great, I love her. She's a great person. She's nicest, one of the nicest people I've ever met. Um, she loves Elvis, which I, I love Elvis. Too. My dad loved Elvis. Yeah. You love Elvis? I didn't know that about you. I, lo- I mean, I like Elvis. I, I, I don't love Elvis. I mean, he's, I mean, I, I do. You know, lo- no, I love Elvis. I oh. do love a peanut butter and banana sandwich. I will say with that bacon. I've never tried it with bacon, but I will try that's, that. Next. That's that. That was fool's gold. That was a sandwich of choice. Ooh, that sounds gold. good. That sounds actually pretty good. Maybe I'll make one before I leave for work today. Uh, next. Oh, after the match though, um, Shotzi, <laughs> she runs over Robert Stone's leg again. And, uh, because yeah, she, course. she's oh, Shotzi 
It's very rude of her to do that, but you know, she's Shotzi. She's got a tank. You got to use it. And Mercedes Martinez makes a surprise save for the Robert Stone brand uh, in general, him and Aaliyah. So it was kind of weird. I guess uh, we'll get into that segment in a bit. Uh, Swerve Scott video package. Uh, he's basically challenging um, uh, El Hio del Fantasma or what, God, what was his name again? Escobar? Santos, oh, yes. Santos Escobar. Santos Escobar. So uh, it looks like we're going to get a Swerve Scott, uh, Santos Escobar feud coming up soon. Now, what I thought was pretty much, I mean, pure wrestling match, if it wasn't, there's no stipulations, it's probably one of the best matches of the week. I mean, it's compared to the Eddie Kingston, Cody Rhodes match, but Johnny Gargano versus Bronson Reed versus Roderick Strong. This was a really, really good match. I might say, some might say match of the week, honestly. This, I was, I would go as far as to say yeah. that that was. I think it, so. It, it started, I mean, my personal it started, opinion. It started, it's worth beginning to see that, uh, well, this week kind of felt like the week's we usually get which would be nxc would have match of the night while dynamite would be match the, uh, the, the show, show of the week yeah but so i think nxt just had their match of the week yeah within this triple threat i thought this was fantastic what happened Corey? i didn't notice but first off roderick strong has a custom lower third for the undisputed era i guess they all have custom lower thirds i guess it's, i guess undisputed era is still a thing they are uh, i think they're get, getting the pushed up they're going to main well, roster. Re- well we hardly knew you uh, let's see. Gargano and Strong both uh, try to outsmart one another by faking each other out to try to get into the ring to go against Bronson Reed. They're kind of like, oh, let's do this two on one. Let's go. One, two, three. Oh, you didn't go in. No, you didn't go in. What the? I thought that was funny. It was pretty good. Uh, turns into a two on one match with Strong and Gargano wearing down Bronson Reed. Gargano hits a slingshot spear to uh, or slingshot spear to Strong, leading to a tope to Reed on the outside to the other side. Reed fights off both men. Then we get a really good spot where um, Bronson Reed hits a urinagi to Roderick Strong, but onto Gargano like a backbreaker. Like he was holding yeah. them both. That was yeah. fucking great. Uh, Olympics. I, yeah. What? I want, I want more Roderick Strong, Johnny Gargano. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Olympics uh, slam to Bronson Reed by Gargano, but a kick out. Running elbow strikes to Reed. Uh, double follow, double fall away slam to both Gargano and Strong by. Um, Reed, and then we get a, another really good spot where Reed sets up um, Gargano for the Doomsday Device with Roderick Strong, uh, gets him on his shoulders, and Roderick Strong, um, Gargano bends backwards to avoid the Doomsday Device, and then hits a Poison Rana to Bronson Reed. It's just like Jesus Christ, man! But I think if you put these two guys in a, any match, it's going to be great. Gargano and Strong. That's that's kind of just their main mantra at that point. They just the, they breathe, eat, sleep, breathe fucking awesome matches. Like yeah. everything else, you know, you can you could uh, the jury's still out. Well, not the jury's still out there. You can you can you can work with that shit, but at the And end Bronson of the day, Reed really proved his own in this match, I think. Oh yeah, no, he carried it like they they worked around him. He was the big guy in this match, you know. He Very was, much and and with an emphasis on the round. <laughs> and uh I mean we get back and forth moves between Gargano and Strong. Eventually we get one final beat DDT to Roderick Strong. Gargano goes for the pin, but Reed comes off the top rope with a big thick boy body slam. Uh, hits uh, Roderick Strong um, and also kind of hits Gargano too, but not really. Kind of just hits his hand. Uh, he gets the pin yeah. in the win, advancing to the um, ladder match at TakeOver 30. 
So, I mean, they're giving Bronson Reed a little bit of a push. He'll be in that match. I mean, he or he could very well just be a body in that match. But, hey, going over Roderick Strong and Johnny Gargano, two guys. I mean, granted, these are two guys that don't necessarily need the title, but it is quite the significant rub. Yeah, and especially if Undisputed Air is going up to the main roster where Strong does not need any wins. I give this match an 8 out of 10. This is a pretty damn good match, mostly due to Roderick Strong and Gargano. But, Reed, like I said, uh, this is probably the best match I've Wait, ever seen him in. What are you giving the other matches then, Corey? What other matches? I, I've been the giving Shotzi scores. Black. Oh, have you been giving them? Yeah, I gave Shotzi Blackheart over Leah 5 out of 10. Yeah. I okay, gave Prizongo yeah. I was, I was, I was over. Yeah. Okay, yeah, never mind. Uh, let's see. 8 out of 10. Good match. Uh, best Bronson Reed match I've ever seen. It's hard not to have a bad <laughs> Gargano, Roger Strong yes. match. Yeah. All right. Come uh, on. Yeah, yeah. I'll... Yeah, I can't say forever. Uh, next up, without any uh, any advertisement, Timothy Thatcher versus Oni Lorkin. Wrestling. I mean, yeah. not as good as their first uh, back and forth fight. I thought the ending sucked, but they're great wrestlers. Great maneuvers back and forth. Ah man, I thought it was. I thought it was. Uh, it was pretty good for the story it was told. Like, Timothy Thatcher, he was out wrestled. He was out wrestled, so he had to. Uh, he had to cheat and grab the trunks for, you know, to win the match. No, he didn't. He didn't grab the trunks. He what he did was roll over onto. Oni Lorkin. I thought, he, I thought he grabbed the trunks. No, he rolled backwards while Lorkin was still uh, in the holding, holding him in the pin. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe I missed something. But, um, that's what I saw. Uh, this match is not my cup of tea, though. So I give it a six out of ten, but I know it's good because they're good wrestlers. So it was a great match. I give it a eight out of ten. Jesus, uh, the ending was dumb. Like I said, when um, when Oni Lorkin had a hold on Timothy Thatcher, and Timothy Thatcher rolled backwards to pin Oni Lorkin. Uh, but it seems the only way to keep this feud going. So, and it had two commercial breaks too. So I was already kind of like exhausted by it so your solution to this is a uh, two out of three falls cut it short yeah <laughs> exactly iron man match or ultimate submission match there you go uh then we cut to Roderick, uh, robert stone backstage uh mercedes martinez walks up she wants a manager basically she doesn't want to i'd like to see the manager please and it's it's robert stone because mercedes martinez officially has joined the robert stone brand so quite the gap uh, Finn Balor uh, video package. He says he doesn't need uh, any charity from Keith Lee. He says that title should be mine. But next week, I'm calling out my opponents in the triple threat match. Dexter Loomis, Timothy Thatcher. No, it's William Regal. I'm sorry. Uh, basically, Finn Balor, Dexter Loomis, Timothy Thatcher. A really weird combination triple threat match next week for uh, a ladder match spot. I don't know how... I mean, you push Dexter Loomis. You don't want to beat him as much as I don't like Dexter Loomis. I think You're just Loomis being is counterproductive if you beat him that way, or I, it's a way to protect him. I don't know. I think Loomis. I would is rather. Going over. I would rather just watch fucking Timothy. Tim, it's Timothy Thatcher in the in the, yeah. the third guy. Timothy Thatcher, yeah, Finn rather, Balor. I'd rather just see that match. <laughs> I mean, I would too, but... but then you don't want to beat either of those guys too. So who the fuck? Uh... Yeah, yeah. I mean, Oni Larkin can come out and get involved somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Totally. And, but uh, then why would, I mean, why would Oni Lorcan do it? Because he, yeah, he's having a feud with Thatcher. He doesn't want him to have a title shot. He's like, you're not a real wrestler. I'm a real wrestler. Uh, and then we go next week. Uh, like I said, Finn Balor, Dexter Loomis, Thatcher. I think the only match advertised for next week. So uh, we cut to our main event of the day. Karrion Cross versus Dominic Dijakovic. 
main event of the day, like it's a soup of the day. Or a, oh, main event of the day. We got the carry and cross over here. Ooh. Uh, anyways, cross. Uh, I didn't know this. He was trained by Disco Inferno, and yeah. and DiJack was trained by Brian Fury. Of Tekken. I don't know. There was no link to his name, but there was a um, man named Brian Fury. Oh, also, um, Keith Lee, in the beginning of the show, he acknowledged the passing of his trainer, Killer Tim Brooks. As, uh, yeah, I mean, he did last week the and the week before, that. too. Yeah, but they made a graph. It was actually kind of nice that they actually made a yeah, graphic, and, yeah. and Keith Lee made a reference to it as well, which, you know, good on. That's quite the, that's quite the you know, legacy. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Dijak uh, goes for a feast your eyes early, but Cross reverses to a doomsday Saito. They reverse out of that. They go back and forth. Uh, uh, Saito eventually to Dijak. Sit down, choke slam to Cross. Topecon hero to Cross. Oh! Cross uh, stepping on Dijak's head under the ring, but kind of under the st- behind the stairs as well. Cross then boots the stairs into Dijak's head, but he doesn't want the countout victory, so he carries Dijak into the ring. Uh, carries him into the ring. That's when Keith Lee comes out, and he's he said, "I'll I'll end this for you, Dominic." He says, "Oh, I'll do it. I'll be. It's my call." (sighs) This was Rocky Four. Yeah. Um, Apollo and it was. It was. Yeah. And Don and and DiJack was Apollo Creed. You know. Yeah. He's like, "Don't you stop this fight?" And well, you know what happens. Uh, Dominic Dijakovic in his last in his last breath says, "I got this." Don't end the match. It's my call. The cross jacket is applied to Dijak, and Dijak dies in Cross's hands. No, he, he just doesn't pass- actually die. No, he, he just passes out, guys. Don't worry. It would, it would there would have been a bigger that would have been our leading story if that actually happened. Dijak gets killed by Killer Cross. I mean, if somebody died cross. in wrestling, that'd probably be our top story. Uh, this match. I loved the like it was. What do you think of this know, match? Before I, I give know my final, it was really that end segment was really cheesy. But the whole they went all the. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, go on. They but then if they went, but then the fact that they went with this and they went all the way with it, I was I was into it. You know, like I was just like the way it was shot. You have the over the shoulder with. Um, of Keith Lee just overlooking Karrion Cross because that's what you're building up for. Well, right? yeah, but it just seemed like these guys have had great matches everywhere else. And oh, the these, match itself like, could have been it way sucked. better. It's I did like, not like the match. Uh, yeah, no, I my main takeaway of it was the ending angle because there wasn't much to re- much to write home about yeah. anyway. So, in that regard, yeah, I thought it was pretty well done. I think Keith Lee like sh- you know showed him that, like his acting. I thought brought much uh much seriousness to this to this feud you know yeah. i'm looking forward to a carrion cross versus uh keith lee i don't think keith lee should lose that match but you also don't want to see carrion cross lose that match and it's one of those intriguing things you know who should lose or what what the fuck's gonna happen who's gonna protect you where's champa where's champa that's what i want to know he's probably taking a break i don't know he's probably fucking off somewhere he's like i'm, sp- I'm gonna go buy a new car i don't know man well, nice um, it was a nice looking car that he had when he drove off. That when was he's still driving. He never stopped. He's just still driving around America, handing out <laughs> handing out masks and hand sanitizer. Yeah, distant while socially distancing. Yeah. And you know, he he gives everybody his mask because everyone will survive. And then Lance Archer takes masks away because everybody dies. You know, uh, column A, half glass, half empty, glass half full. Anyways, but yeah, Karrion Cross, he looked great. He looks great. Tries a little, he he's a bit of a try hard, but uh, this had to have been Dijak's uh, write off too. 
mean <laughs> it'd be funny if he just he just like he's just fine the next way like ah you know on raw yeah sucked. it's a different world it's a whole nother universe it's a universe what's it called uh planet 52 or something like that what what do the comic book nerds call it i don't know oh god earth 52a67b3251 that's where that's where the christian bale batman's from oh i did not know this that. is where no I'm just i'm not okay i'm just guessing anyways that was nxt that was AEW dynamite that was news that was the B Show. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR4 and 5 Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're going to get out of here because uh, we have to go live lives. So. I released the show. All right. We'll see you guys later. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Hey, we'll see you.